Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. This is your host, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and I am always excited when you take your time out to come listen to us. Hopefully, each time we're giving you some information that can help your life in some way to give you more understanding about what's happening in the world, what's happening in our personal lives, and how to improve them or look at things from a different direction. Today, our world has added difficulties more than normal because of everything that's been happening in 2020. And so I asked Rena Howard to come on and join us so she can talk about how to overcome life's difficulties. Rena will be talking um, with us about many of these different difficulties from different aspects because she wears many hats. She is the middle of five children born to a first generation Lebanese Catholic parents and she was reared in a conservative uh, Greenville, South Carolina, and she took place or took participated in meditation, yoga, intuition. She does psychic readings, astrology, and other metaphysical, metaphysical subjects. I don't know why I'm having a hard time talking today. Anyway, metaphysical subjects were considered taboo to discuss in public comfortably until about the year 2005. Now, her hometown dynamics revolved around the influence of Bob Jones University and their secular, ultra-conservative views. She retired in 2012 from Greenville County Schools after 32 years of service as a high school counselor and has spent much of her life since her early years doing volunteer work, aiming to support humanitarian causes and improving the betterment of her fellow man. She's an active member of the Unity Church of Greenville, and she's had, held key positions such as board member, prayer chaplain, Sunday school teacher, choir member, and usher. Now, she's been involved in the Unity Movement for the past 30 years and feels it has been the absolute cornerstone of her spiritual life. In 2014, she became a minister in the Alliance of Divine Love, and her spiritual life came to full circle. And so I'm going to let her tell the rest of it herself, because I just want to get her on so you can just feel her energy. It, it just radiates out through her voice. So, Rena, thank you for joining us on Know the Name, Know the Answers. You're very welcome. I'm just so happy to be here with you tonight. Um, I've got some things that I want to share some things that I've been working on. Um, and as we have all experienced through this year of 2020, it's just been a different year. And um, I want to kind of go through some different things that I, coping mechanisms that I have used to try to help move me along. Because I hear things on the, on the TV from different people um, even in our community and our families, you know, I can't wait for things to get back to the way they were. Um, I myself feel the same way. I'm not pointing any fingers. I'm pointing at myself. And, um, but we've, we've forgotten who we are. We've forgotten because we're so busy and we're so consumed. And, and um, I hear accusations and inflammatory remarks and finger pointing and the use of anger and almost violence. Uh, to prove who's right and who's wrong. So I want to kind of just hallmark a few things that I feel have, have helped me, and I'm going to kind of pull from some of my um, Unity Ministers' uh, teachings. I'm going to pull from um, things that I have read. I've, I've listened, I listened for a good year walking every morning to Oprah's um, Super Soul Sunday and Master Class and really loved that because she really... Um, 
interviewed some people that align with my thinking. So I want to dive right in and talk a little bit about um, patience, love, and compassion. And it's what we're really needing right now. It's not what we're doing, and it's not sometimes what's convenient, but it's what we really need right now. We need to consider sharing these things every day and to remember again that we, not them over there, but we are our brother's keeper. We are stronger in numbers when we have each other's backs. Um, Our loved ones do not need to do our journey for us. They just need to be there to root us on. That's important. That's it. Over and out. Number one, patience, love, and compassion. And when we can show those to our fellow man, then, then I think healing begins. Um, it also says, and I won't get too preachy, but it does say in Scripture, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. I happen to feel that Jesus was well-known and all of his teachings came out because he demonstrated compassion. Yes, yes. really feel compassion, and it's hard to feel love sometimes, either for Mm -hmm. people you don't know or people that have hurt you, but that doesn't always stop us from having compassion for them. Exactly, exactly. And, um, we, you know, I feel that my divine source that is my divine supreme being is God. Now, for everybody, it might be somebody different. It might be Allah, it might be Buddha. Um, it, it, you know, everybody's got different ways of thinking on that. But for me, I feel like God is my rock. And, and it's good when you can declare God is your source. You always have what you need when you need it. That's something that we've learned in unity. I didn't always think that that was like, I don't have everything I need when I need it. But, yeah, we really do because sometimes what we need, we don't know always what we need, what is best for us. But we forget that we are placed here on earth for a reason, and everyone's reason may be different. So some of us are here to learn endurance, some compassion, understanding. For others, it's maybe cooperation or forgiveness or self-love or self-mastery. Most, if not all, of our life lessons are all about us, not about other people or other life events that have happened to us. It just appears that that's the way they come to us. That's the way the dressing comes. But it's not exactly uh, uh, what we're here to do. We're, we're here to overcome and to, and to work on our lessons. And everybody's lessons are different. Nobody gets the same script because we all come to work on different things. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. Um, Unity. I feel like it's so good when we can unify. You know, there are forces out there that are trying to divide us. And if you turn on the TV, it's very apparent, uh, the divisiveness in our society. You don't even have to turn on the TV. You just have to stand in line at the grocery store. (laughs) This is very true. (laughs) Or maybe out in the parking lot trying to get the same place. Um, and we need to and we need to remember it's not us versus them. We're all in this life to support each other. We need to be a united front to gain strength for the journey. It's not easy stuff. There are no quick fixes here. We w- we would really like for it to be that, but that's not how it's working out. At least for right now, it's not. <laughs> and um, Keith Irvin said something at the beginning of this pandemic, and I wrote it down and put it on my refrigerator because I liked it. 
and it said, he said, together we are stronger. And I liked the way that felt to me. Together we are stronger. No matter whatever is going on in your life right now, you can do this. It feels like we can't because the, the lessons are difficult. They really are. When, when you can't figure out how you're going to make your house payment or where, where the next meal is going to come from, that it is quite difficult at times. So don't give up and never, never, never give in. Never let your guard down with yourself. Watch your back. <laughs> watch your neighbor's back, but mostly watch your own back. Guard your thoughts. It's, it's important. Keep them positive and keep them kind. And Wayne Dyer, who I absolutely really dearly loved, he said, if you have a choice between being kind or right, then choose kind every time. And I've had to, uh, oh, oh boy, let somebody cut you off in traffic. I'm not thinking kind. <laughs> you know, you know, but we, we, I have to kind of keep pulling myself back to center. Okay, um, can I stop you just right there for a minute, Rena? Sure. When somebody cuts me off in traffic, I know I look at things differently than most. When somebody cuts me off in traffic, I think, my goodness gracious, that person is desperate for prayers. And that person looked around and said, who's carrying the most light that's near me in a car? Let me go get their attention so they can help pray on my behalf. And so they come risking their life, attempting to get your attention, and they cut you off in traffic. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. when our reaction, hopefully, is... My gosh, God, this one really needs help. Look what they're doing to try to get attention to help to get somebody else to pray pray on their behalf. So would you please send your angels and help that one extra most today? That's wonderful. That's beautiful. I'm going to try to remember that one because I get really very short in traffic. And I have to to pray up before I (laughs) get out there in the car. The car. I say, may the Lord's energy radiate out in all directions from my car so that every car I pass or that passes me gets showered with love and compassion at this time. And my kids used to ask me, especially when I was teaching them how to drive, they'd say, how come when you're driving on the freeway and it's really, really crowded and there's no cars around you? It's like you're in a bubble all the time when you're driving, Mm -hmm. you know? And I said, if you pray for everybody that's on the road with you, they don't need to come close to you to get your attention because they've already gotten it. Right. I said, that's how you that bubble around you, and that's how you stay safer. Anyway, go ahead. What were you saying? No, 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 that's awesome. I really like that. Thanks for sharing that. That's beautiful. Um, When I did listen to um, Oprah's um, master class last year when I was walking in the morning, I I made a note on March 7th, 2019. She did an interview with Maya Angelou. Now, she was President Obama's, um, no, maybe it was uh, President Clinton, I'm sorry, Poet Laureate. I thought it was Obama's, but it wasn't. Um, But she was from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, not too far from here, about three hours from here. And I met her once. Um, We took our high school students over to hear her talk and to do some of her works, um, some recitation of some of her works. She was a beautiful soul. Um, if you get a chance to listen to that podcast, you really should listen to her. She said, end quote, I, I, I come as one and stand as 10,000. My crown has been paid for by my ancestors. Put it on and wear it proudly. I feel my grandmother is with me. And I 
am never alone. That's the message in, in reading that quote, is we are never alone. And yet at times in life, we feel, and I have felt, very alone. And, and so I'm, I'm really kind of suggesting to your listeners to, to shift your thoughts, shift your thinking. You are never alone. There are invisible forces around us who are ever with us, our angels, your guardian angel, our loved ones, those in spirit, our master guides and spirit teachers. They're all, they're all with us, and we are never alone. She was quite a remarkable woman. You know, she was about, I don't know, close to seven foot tall. She, she really was a, a towering woman, and she was, um, um, Oprah adopted her. as uh, She had a special pet name for her. I can't remember what it is right now, but almost like her adopted mom, and uh, she loved Maya. Maya was a, quite a commanding um uh, uh, present. What I remember and, about Maya, and I know this is so off topic, um, and then our boards are full, so I didn't want to start have, letting people come in. But what I remember about Maya is she made mm-hmm. a joke one time when she was talking with Oprah Winfrey, mm-hmm. and Oprah had said, "What's the hardest thing about getting older uh-huh. that you have found?" And she says, "Well, my body just doesn't quite do what I want it to do," and she says. And my breasts are having a race to see who can hit the floor first. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> and I just laughed so hard at that particular time that that's what I've, and that's when I got interested in what else does she have to say? <laughs> really? Listen, listen, she, Oprah did a couple of interviews with her that are on her podcast. You've got to listen to them because she's got such a commanding fifth chakra that her voice is very strong. And you, you just you can get a healing from just listening to her. She was, um, uh, I don't know if it was a relative, I don't remember that fact anymore, but she was raped as a young child, very young child, and she quit talking for a couple of years. And her mother didn't know what to do with her, so she sent her to the grandmother. And grandmother, nobody could get her to talk. She, she, she really had closed down. And um, so the grandmother got this little notebook with a little spiral on it, and she took a string, tied it on a, a, a tied, tied it to the notebook, and tied it to a pencil, and told her, "Child, write whenever you need to tell me something. Just write." And she says, "Put that in your waistband, and and you'll have it whenever you need it <laughs> to to communicate with other people." And she finally worked her way out of that after a couple of years. And I mean, it's amazing what a strong communicator she became throughout her life. And and that's when and, she and writing, wrote, huh? And writing. Look at how she yeah, got started. Oh, with prolific writing. writer. That's when she wrote works like "When the Cage Bird Sings" and and some of her other very famous works. And and it was just a joy um, and my, my privilege to have her come and physically be with us and and talk with her. There was like five or six different high school groups all at one time there in that auditorium for her performance. But she was she was just dynamic. I, I never forgot. I never forgot that. In fact, I still kept um, the ticket that I had uh, for that for that performance, and uh, I just recently donated some of those things that I had about Maya to Berman University. But I loved her; still love her to this day. And that brings me to she another was... point, if I may proceed can on. We... Is um, can you hold it... out one thought? Let me take one of the phone calls sure. first, and we'll come back to your sure. point. Put it down on paper somewhere so you remember. No, please. I got it right here. So I really appreciate the ones that have been holding. And if you want to call in for Rena and ask a question, it's 888-627-6008, 888 
627-6008. And Tracy, I'm going to take your call first because I want you to to email me afterwards. I have a deal for real for you that I have, you know, I've done your name reading for you and I've been thinking about you. And so I have an offer for you that I'll give you on email if you email me afterwards. And of course, my email is info at knowthename.com. But anyway, what's your question for Rena? Thank you for taking my call. Um, and thank you for thinking of me. Um, I've been single for eight years now, and I am feeling pretty lonely at times and really want companionship, but that special person has not come into my life. I'm just curious to know if you've got any uh, insights for me. Rena, what are you getting on that? I was going to say okay, that... Um, I'm trying to hear what the last part of her statement was. Which she wanted to know when that special someone was going to be coming into her life. Well, I'll tell you. A watched pot never boils. And um, having been single all my life, I can kind of relate to some of what you're talking about. So I would suggest this. I would suggest that you become as happy as you can become and as joyful and do things that, that really fill your, your spirit up with excitement, with joy, with enthusiasm. Every day, find things that, that bring you happiness. Um, during this pandemic, being an extrovert, it's been really tough living alone and, not, and, and having to kind of stay sequestered. I'd, I'd say at least 50 to 60% of my time at home. And so I would just find things to do that I truly enjoyed whether it was writing or gardening or exercising or hiking. But I noticed that I wanted to be outside, outside of the home. So I would find excuses and ways to, to get outside and do things. And even in the winter, when it was uh, cold and it wasn't all that pleasant, our Unity Church had 13 acres and a lake. And I would go out there and sit in the swing in the churchyard and look at the lake and, and just enjoy being outside. And I'd hold my phone and listen to the sermon at the same time, and, and I really felt like I was playing hooky, because <laughs> most Sundays, you know, I'd be in church sitting in, you know, in my seat listening to the sermon, but, but find ways to connect with other people. Um, uh, take, take a class. I was taking classes out at uh, our Ollie program at Furman. Um, just do things that when, when the pandemic kind of eases up a little bit, you can get back out. Right now, it's, it's kind of taking a nosedive, and they're really encouraging a lot of us to stay in. What I would do sometimes is I would invite one good friend to come over, and we'd sit across the table from each other, and, and I'd either cook a lovely meal for us or we'd play games or cards or something, and uh, just a way to share some time together. And, um, and I found that it really kind of lightened me up when I could um, just connect with other people and experience some joy. I even began to play games on the phone, I mean, I, I, yeah, I did. I would, I would um, do FaceTime with my friend. She was um, not feeling well and couldn't come over some. So I would, I would set the board up, and I would say, okay. I'd turn the phone to her, her, her little thing of tiles, and I'd say, okay, here's, here's what you're looking at. And if we were playing Scrabble or whatever we were playing, you know, it really kind of got to be a joke. But uh, we had a lot of fun. I, I just started finding that I was laughing and enjoying myself, and I said, 
how can this be? This is really craziness. <laughs> who, would, who, who would ever thought this is what I was going to be doing in my retirement? This is crazy. But, so um, since Rena was looking at your name, Tracy, um, I had that uh, opportunity while she was giving you an answer to uh, look at your name and look at your timing. And I think you're really going to meet your special person in 2001. And I think you'll be married by 2022. I think it's coming. I don't see it before April, though, of 2021. Mm-hmm. And then I think she'll come into your life and uh, you'll be amazed. It it looks to me like she's going to be, it, it's like a, a chance encounter type thing where she walks by and your head just kind of turns and you say something and she stops and starts talking and that's it. It's that simple. It's like you don't have to go out looking for her, you know, for that moment. I think you're just going to be going about your daily life and somebody that's walking alone is going to catch your eye and you're going to turn around and say something and she's going to stop and return your what you've said. And I think that's going to start up the conversation and you guys decide to get together again later because you're both in the process of going somewhere or doing something. So you exchange numbers and then you make the move of calling. And I think it's that simple. Um, when I say I don't think it's before April, I really don't even think it's in April. I think it's going to happen in May or June um, when I'm looking at your name. And I hope that helps you. Yes, thank you so much. That was very helpful. Okay, thanks. Thanks for calling uh, and make sure you email me and say I want I want to know about my Christmas gift. Okay? <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome, Tracy. Robert, you're a brand new caller to the show. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. What's your question, please? Hi, thanks for taking my call. Uh, my question is, um, I'm trying to um, reach, um, well, basically trying to be debt-free by the end of 2020. I'm just wondering if that's going to be possible or not. If, if what is? If what is? If to be debt-free by the end of this fiscal year. Yeah. I have some debts and a large mortgage payment that I'm trying to find find a way of reducing it as soon as possible. Okay, so while Rena's looking at that for you, let me just say that when you use the word trying, that always means that there's going to be excuse for failure. <clears throat> that is one of six words that my team always says to eliminate from our vocabulary because um, it's counterproductive to what you're actually choosing. Okay, because if I said try to pick up that glass, you either succeed in picking up the glass or you fail to pick up the glass, but you cannot succeed in trying to pick up the glass. You've either done it or you haven't. So as long as your vocabulary is trying, that's like I said, it's it's an excuse for failure. So, you know, what do you have to say on this? Well, I I don't think it's going to be too far along, but it's not right immediate, not this month or next month, but it's not too far down the road. And one thing um, I would suggest that you do is a technique that I learned in a class, and the teacher said I, I learned it so well that she thought I had to teach a class in it, and it's how to manifest. And in manifesting, you take something that you want as a goal. You want to be debt-free. So you put all the circumstances that you want. You want, you want it to be easy. You want it to be simple. You don't want to you don't want to lose your house over it. You know, you don't want to have a bad car wreck and, 
and end up with insurance money to help pay the debt, you know. So you want it to be free, simple, and clear. You, you put all the circumstances that you want in that, and then you tell the divine when you want it. I want it by January 30th, 2021. And, um, and then you put that thought in a balloon, stand outside, and imagine yourself barefoot on the ground, and you let that go up to the divine. Never to call it back again. You don't discuss it with your wife, your children, anybody, and say, oh, look, look it's going to happen January 30th, 2021. And you'll be pleasantly surprised down the road when 2021 comes, Something happens, boom, the universe complies, and there you go. You've, you've kind of gotten yourself into a circumstance of being debt-free. I, I manifested $10,000 like that once when that teacher taught that, taught that to me in that class, and it took about three or four months. And I did what she said, and I never called it back up. And, and it had to do with my father's life insurance money after he had died. My mother said, I'm going to give each of your kids $10,000, and I wanted it because I wanted to pay off a car. <laughs> So I'm, I'm here to tell you I've done that several times and, and pulled in big money, and you can. You can do it on, on a job or, or um, any small or simple thing. So just put all the, all the circumstances that you want about that goal, whatever the goal is, and you've got to put in the precise month, date, and year. Because the divine doesn't know if you want that January 30th, 2022 or 2023 or 2024. So you put in the date. And then you put it in a balloon and you just let it drift, drift up to the divine. Because you would never order a steak and then follow the waiter back to the kitchen and say, uh, did you get my order right? So we would never do that with the divine. Does that help you any? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it um, does. Just for, for some clarification, do I put the note inside the balloon or just tie it on the balloon? Just, just the intention itself. Just the intention itself. You just put it in the balloon to let it float up. To the universe, out to the universe. Okay. That's and if you want to be environment, sorry, if you want to be environment friendly, where where balloons are killing birds, can can you also write it and then just burn it too as well, or or well, any sure. other way? I don't, of balloons I, don't I don't see why not. But you don't have to physically do it. I'm only teaching you how to just do it in your mind. I was just okay. going to say that okay. the Monroe Institute says to put them in balloons and put them up there, and you're doing it all mentally. You're not doing right. anything. Yeah, you're not doing anything physically, oh. just doing it mentally. And um, like I said, I've manifested a couple of really big things that way. Um, and um, and if it and if it doesn't happen on that date, then I you're not going to stamp your feet at God and say, well, now I'm, I'm put your hands on your hips and say, well, now wait a minute, here you were supposed to give me this. You just you just keep working at it. It's you know because it's it's a it's an element of faith. Okay. And, um, um, and how I'm, the Thai do that? When I was over in Thailand, one time mm-hmm. I got to see their Lantern Festivals, and what mm-hmm. they do is they put their intentions on a piece of paper. They mm-hmm. fold the paper as a boat, and they put it in the river. Yeah, so the yeah. It disintegrates, and as it disintegrates, they they believe that it's manifesting. That's so beautiful. I think you could do you it that way if you wanted physical. to. <laughs> if you need to see it physically done, Robert, you can do it that way. Um, again, I get to play with your name when when Rena's um, answering your question, and it looks to me like you'll make it before August. It's going to take mm-hmm. a few more months, not 2020, but by the right. end of March you'll have it. Right. It's, it's very, very right. close you. around the corner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you for calling in. Elena. Thanks. 
from Florida. Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. How can we help you? Is Elena still there, Don? Yes. Yes, here hey. I am. Can you hear me? Yep, now uh -huh. I can. Elena, what's your question oh, for me? Um, some clarity on my life's purpose because it's been very challenging and, um, and I have tried every spiritual discipline that the people have given me and I study Unity's principles, but um, for some reason things haven't come about like um, paid jobs. But it, um, so I think there's something and I don't know what it is. And I just need some clarity and if there's a message that's given. Because okay, you're fading in and out. Are you on a cell phone? Are you moving around? You're fading no, in and out. No, it's just this new phone. Um, can you hear me now? It's just that um, the that's phone. That's a little clear. Yeah. Um, I just need some help, that's all. You wanted some, some clarity about um, your life's purpose? Is that what you said? Or what work? Yes, what type of work she should go into? To oh, what type of work she should go um, I'm getting a real sense. Uh, I see the word people, 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 people. Do you like working with people? Do you like being around people? Well, what has happened was um, it was my job, my degree was to work with the guest, and my fault was I trusted my art teacher. And okay, you're fading in Elena. We can't hear you clearly. You've got to hold that phone. Well, so exactly. Um, I made the wrong choice, and I, I went bankrupt, so I can't go back into school to learn. But I do a lot of volunteer work, and um, uh, I, but um. I haven't been able to secure paid income very successfully. So sometimes it's been a challenge to take care of myself. Right, right. And you were, and you were working in a school, is that what you said? No, I worked on um, a um as volunteer work. I was, going to, I was working my way to and I was hit with a trap that left me in the middle of the street, and then... Um, I was not well, and I trusted an art teacher, and he wasn't as honest, and that's my fault. I don't, I'm not playing a victim. It was my fault that I trusted him, and I lost all my money because he did something that was unethical, but I couldn't prove it. So my life fell apart after that situation, and I've right. struggled ever since then. And that's, I don't blame anybody but myself, but I need oh. some clarity, that's all. Right, right. Um, one of the things... Um, that I was going to talk about is uh, a little bit about that. There's a book called, um, Gary Simmons' book called Eye of the Storm. And Eye of the Storm is a book that talks all about how everything in life happens for us and nothing happens against us. It's always the lesson is for us. So if you can kind of change your thinking a little bit about that, I think it would help you a little bit in steering you more in a direction of where you do need to be going. I think it's great to ask the divine, ask, ask your source, ask whoever your divine creator is, the one that, or whoever you pray to, and, and, and sort of you, you need to get clear about your intention, about what you really want to do, um, because the universe has kind of thrown you off this path that you were on, and probably with, with good reason. Sometimes we don't always really realize what the intent is. Sometimes we don't know what God is keeping us from. So in the meantime, and I don't hear blame in your voice. I don't hear that. In the meantime, you need to kind of sort out, do I want to work indoors or outdoors? Do I want to work um, 
with people or not with people. Maybe you'd rather work, do computer work. Maybe you'd rather do something that's, you know, um, you, you just have to kind of sort out what it is that really makes you feel good about yourself. Um, I feel like in the next six months you are going to be able to make some connections. It's going to take a little time and take a little effort on your part, but I feel like you're going to make some connections. Um, they're going to kind of lead you down the road. There's a planet uh, in the universe. Everybody knows about Pluto and Mars and, and Uranus, but Chiron, Chiron is the planet of something unfortunate happen, uh, happening to us that then creates something fortunate. So out of something unfortunate, like the policeman stopping you to give you a ticket, and he says, why are you speeding? You say, well, I'm on my way to a job interview. Um, I want to go over here and apply for this job. And he says, well, wait a minute. He says, my buddy does that very thing over here in this town. You should be going this way over here, and then you go and get the job. So it's, it's out of something unfortunate, something fortunate happens. And it feels a little bit like a Chiron event is happening to you. And um, um, so just keep, keep your mind clear, keep your thoughts positive, lay no blame on anyone, just say, thank you, Divine, for this, for this circumstance. Now make the way straight. Point to me the direction that I need to go. Put it in front of me, the person, the place, the thing that I need to be doing. And, and then, then the road will be a little clearer and, and it will come right to you. I feel like in the next six months. I feel like in the next six seven months, it's going to kind of really. I, I, I see uh, almost like when the sky gets clearer after a rainstorm. So I feel like things are going to kind of clear up a little bit. But but you need to do a little pencil and paper work and just kind of get clear. Start doing your pluses and your minuses, the things that you're good at, the things that that you don't like doing, and then and then kind of go from there. But I think that's going to help you a little bit. Just, just remember, it's all for you. Nothing is against you. Nothing. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks for calling Last in, Alana. Now, for everybody that's no on hold, we do have enough time to get to you. Just have patience with us. And for those people that call in, just as a matter of fact, anybody who calls in and is on hold for the whole show, and if I don't get to you, you know that our guest always calls you afterwards, so you still get an answer to your question. But we'll have enough time to get to everybody on hold, so I don't want anybody concerned or, or worried about it. Eric, you are next. Thank you for calling in. How are you? Well, thank you for taking my call. I didn't expect to be on so fast. Um, yeah, it's great. Hello? Yeah, we're here. Hello. Hello. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just heard dead silence on like the dead. dead we're we're Anyways. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so yeah, I've got a uh, I've got a question for you. Um, I am trying to straighten some stuff out in my background because of the fact that uh, uh, it's been precluding me from either obtaining a job and or keeping a job. And also, at the same time, I'm also f- facing some legal battles at the same time, and I'm just kind of wanting to get some clarity on uh, uh, how that's going and how that might turn out. Can you, um, without sharing too much, maybe just say a little bit about what in what realm the legal battles are? Um, is it over land um, dispute? Is it over they're, money? They're both. Yeah, it's um, it's a criminal uh, it's it's a criminal history and then also a current criminal charge as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I. Hmm, I. Yeah. I. 
I feel like there's been a dark cloud around all this. And um, when you started talking about it, and that's why I was asking for a little more clarification because I wanted to be sure what sure. I was picking up. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know where this is coming from. I feel like someone's kind of been gunning for your back. Um, really? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like someone's not for you, in other words. Um, oh, I see. Okay. Uh, so in other words, they don't, they, don't have me, they don't have my back. They're trying to that's fire right. at me, basically. Right. Exactly. Thank you. I think that's a good way of putting that. Um, okay. So um, I would just um, ask you to, um, when you get up in the mornings, um, ask, do a prayer of protection. Create one. I call on Archangel Michael. You know, he's the right hand of, of God, and and I, I, I ask him to, to be with me, be around in my space, bring bring protection to me, protect me from, and I, I list all the things I want to be protected from, whether it's um, EMS, radiation, 5G, I don't care what it is, you know, um, or maybe a, a, a neighbor a, a neighbor next door who doesn't quite uh, get you. Um but um, it's always good to do that because Archangel Michael, and I can send you a prayer that I say that, that calls him in. You can just call him in, but I have a prayer that calls him in with purpose. And I hear him say, you rang. <laughs> it's really kind of cute, you rang. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, but call on the divine. Call on, I was talking about that a minute ago, call on your angels. Call on your guardian angel to be there for you, to guide you. And, um, okay. um, yeah, there has been a little bit of a cloud because I saw some darkness. Um, but I think that, um, uh, but I don't see darkness in you, so that's a good thing. So just, you know, keep your thoughts positive, um, keep them on the upbeat, um, keep your wits about you, um, try to just, just take courage and remember everything can turn around tomorrow on a dime. So, um, whatever, whatever the lesson is, ask the divine and just say, um, show me what the life lesson is here and let's get on with clearing it up. You know, let's let's okay. let's move on. I think you're going to be okay. I really do feel that quite positively. I, um, okay. You know, and I think it may take. Um, looks like maybe to March. I don't know. Something something's going to happen in March, and um, I think something's going to kind of break loose, and you may be very pleasantly surprised. Um, hmm. Do you think he's going to get everything he's asking for, or do you think he's going to get most of it? I, I think I see eight, I see the word eighty percent. I see eighty percent. Huh, okay. Um, I Sarah okay. didn't want you to expect a hundred when I wasn't seeing that either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, um, I appreciate that. Um, you know, eighty. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I mean, I'd like to say a hundred. I if it was up to me, I'd, I'd give you a hundred. But um, hey, look, aim for a hundred, and if you get eighty, go. That woman was right. Okay. All right. Um, okay. And you can, and you know, and you can um, look up some very. Um, you know who to go to. Go to YouTube and listen to Dr. Joe Dispenza. Dr. Oh, Joe I'm, Dispenza. I'm with him, yes. He was. He was. It was doing a triathlon, and he was rounding a corner, and the policeman was not guarding the the road uh, well enough, and some car dived on into the road and hit him and sent him to the hospital, and he was due to be paralyzed. And he was in there maybe six weeks uh, um, on his back, and uh, the doctor said, you'll never walk again, blah, blah, blah. 
And he said, no, this is, no, this, this is not for me. And um, so he started working with his thoughts and with, him, with himself. And nine days later, he marched out of that hospital, and um, he kept working on himself, and he walked fine to this day. He just refused to accept what they were telling him. But you've got to hear his story. It's on YouTube, Dr. Joe Dispenza. And um, okay. it's a remarkable story. And I want you to listen to him and take that kind of courage and stamina and endurance and strength and, and just and, and go at it at the same force that he did. And, and you, you'll get your 100%. I would love it if okay. you got 100%. Can I ask a question, quick question of clarity? Appreciate you calling in. He wanted um, to ask another you. question. Can no, he ask another question? Get to, it's one question. Otherwise, I can't get through everybody. Okay. I promise we'll right. get through online. You can, oh, yes. you can always you. email Sorry, me. <laughs> we'll you let you know me. how to get a hold of her here in a minute. Okay. Parisa. Parisa, welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. How can we help you? What's your question? Okay. Right. You're going to turn off the radio in the back now, Parisa, so we don't hear an echo. Parisa, All right, Don, we're going to have to drop Lisa and go to Mickey, please. Mickey, welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. How can we help you? Uh, hello? Hello, yes, we're right we're here. here. Yes, uh, I have lost faith in nature because, you know, that certain event happened in my life. Uh, not nature in divine spirits and all that. And I don't know, um, I lost my son, and I'm just kind of lost. Oh, you lost your son. Is that what, you're, is that what the crux of this is, and you've lost faith? Yes. Yes. That's, yeah. How long ago was that? Last December. Last December? Well, you're in a process of grief, and grief is... Grief is sort of a very strange bedfellow. It's, it's not comfortable. Grief is never comfortable. Um, I, I, on occasion, you'll see people who will just bounce right back, and you'll go, well, how did they do that? Um, I do want to share some things with you, because this is one of my more stronger gifts. Um, I do feel your son is around you, and um, I think if you would take time to get quiet and meditate or just get in a quiet space if you don't meditate it's okay and um just talk to him have a conversation with him as if he were in the room he's just right over your shoulder actually and um i think he's wanting to really let you know that he's okay that he's fine um that he's well you know they um was your son sick before he died no it was from overdose he had mm. surgery six months back. He had, uh, uh -huh. yeah. Uh -huh. and, and, and he and recovered he well from surgery, and he had the overdose. He died from accidental overdose. Yes, yes. It's not, it, it's very commonplace, especially when people are in pain. Um, but he's wanting you to know, Mom, I'm okay. I'm doing all right. I'm fine. He is okay now. And so your job from this point forward is to just do that grief work, and and um, you know there's you know there's so many stages to grief. There's there's anger, there's bargaining, there's denial, there's acceptance. There's there are all kinds of layers to to grief, and no one 
and, and each and I have found from my own self, each loss you will feel it different. This son may be, feel different from from somebody else, maybe a parent or or, or a neighbor or, or something in your life. But but um, I, I really think that he probably truly did not mean to do this. That's what I'm getting from him, and he's saying, "I'm sorry, Mom. I'm really sorry." Um, and he's and he's telling me. Um, that it was time to go. He said it was my time to go. It was not an accident that he died at this time. This this was when he was slated to go. Um, so um, try as best you can to make peace with that. And and there are a lot of different things that you can do in trying to overcome grief. Time is one thing that, that helps. But you may have to just do some things... Um, that um, really require a little effort on your part. I remember when someone deeply close to me died, and I knew she was going to die. Um, I probably cried every day for three years. And on there was a certain day, and I finally said, I came home, and you have to excuse me. I said, damn it, God, I'm tired of this. I, I can no longer do this like this. And I had this little book of pictures on my coffee table, and I would look at the pictures of my mother and and every day I would look, you know, pictures her baby pictures, and when she was growing up, and 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 you know, and, I, and my mother, my mother was my companion. She was my best friend, and I don't know what happened after that, because I just, I just asked God to take the grief, and I will swear on a stack of Bibles that grief left that day. Um, but you know, you just everybody's different, you know. I, I, I can't. Yeah, tell he you. was young, twenty-three years old. Yeah, so I'm yeah. just kind of. Yes. It was not time for him to go. But it, yes, it was. Yes, it was. If you do a little research and do a little reading, you'll find that, yes, it, some people only come for 23 years. Some only come for six years. And they, and they come, and they, when they finish up the work that they came to do, then they leave. They do. They, they, they do leave. And and I and I and I can promise you, I, I hear your son saying, "But mom, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I've caused you this pain, this grief." He's more he's more concerned about you than the fact that he left at 23 years old. So it's going to be up to you to kind of to, to to do the inner work. No one can do that inner work for you. You have to do it for yourself. I wish I could tell you that it would that I could do it for you, but I can't. I can pray for you. That, that you will overcome the, the sadness, the grief, the disappointment, the, the emptiness. It is. It's, it's the, the emptiness is deafening sometimes. It really is. Yes. And, I, and what is your first name again? Actually, my name is Bhakti, but people can't say it, so I call myself Nikki. Nikki, okay. Well, Nikki, I'm going to be putting your name on my altar, and I'm going to be praying that the divine will help you to overcome the sadness and the grief. It is. It's the worst. The worst grief is a mother having to let go of a child. It's. It's really hard. more than me. I want you to pray for my son. Wherever he is, God take care of him, and he be good. Okay, he's okay. Mickey, I, I will do that. Your son doesn't need prayers. We're glad to do it for him, but he doesn't need him. He's in good hands where he's at. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Okay. Uh, Mickey, if you give your contact information to Don, um, my producer, I'd appreciate it. I'd like to call you after the show, if you don't mind. Okay. And sure. thank you for calling thank in. I'd like to get one more call. Vita, 
Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. And McAllister and Parisa, I will give your information to Rena so she can call you after the show or tomorrow. Um, Vita, welcome. Hi there. How are you? Hello. Great. What can we do for you? Well, I was just wondering uh, if you could tell me. I'm just going through a lot, and uh, I just my list is a little bit too long, so I'll just leave it up to her to be able to see what she picks up and um, what um, direction I Can you just I give her go. one area to look at? Because there's always a lot of information that comes even in one area. Okay. Uh, the area is, again, is um, I'm moving again, and I, I still don't know which direction would be positive. I'm going back to where I started from. You mean the the town, the city where you started from? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I yeah I started from another city, and I'm in now in a different city, different province, and I'm going to be going back. And um, I just want to know um, where I will be moving to. Like where I'm going is just temporary, but where would I be going, or will I be finding another good house soon, or you know things like that. Well, when you started talking about it, I felt a lot of brightness down the road. So to me, that says that there's, there are, things are going to be opening up for you, and the way is just going to be made straight. I, I think you're going to get there, and things are going to start opening up, and you're going to find a place that you're delighted to be in. I, I feel like this is a very positive move for you. So, um, I, think oh, you're gonna, so I think this is going in a good direction for you. I'm feeling okay. very positive about it. So there, you just got to have patience. I know this has been on your mind for a long time, but I'm glad you're going. Oh, to I know. Her. I moved. I know. I moved from Toronto. I'm now in Quebec. I love it here in Quebec. Actually, you know, mm-hmm. the people mm-hmm. here are absolutely wonderful, and uh, it's so calm and relaxing. You know, mm-hmm. doesn't matter what the COVID numbers are, whatever, but. Whatever, right. everybody's so calm right. and cool with the masks and everything, and everybody does what they have to do, but it's so calm and relaxing. I mean, you can sleep here literally with your door unlocked, and nothing's going to happen. Awesome. Awesome. Like that. Yeah, it, I mean, it is such a great feeling. You don't need to have Black Lives Matter or this or that or whatever. Everybody right. gets along. Right. right. Everything is so wonderful, but just I can't find a house here. I just can't believe it. You know, just oh, when you go back, that's why you can't find a house there because you're not supposed to stay there. I, I really, when you started talking about the second city, I just, I just saw the, I saw sunshine. I saw the road opening up. I saw the path becoming straight. I think you'll be fine, and I, 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 I think you're going to be okay. Right, am I going? I, so, you're, so you're seeing sunshine. So are you seeing something more south? I'm sorry. What was that? And so you said you see sunshine. Does that mean I'm going more south? No, I just mean where you're moving to is going to be a good opportunity for you there. It's going to it's okay. You know, but I'm only staying in Toronto temporarily. I'm going to be going with realtors, you know, in different cities, like out of town. That's all right. Yeah. You you will you will get a vibe when you when you're there. Go experience a few places, and then you'll. It'll just come to you. It's going to be, you're going to, it's going to hit you in the face, almost like a marshmallow. <laughs> it's going to be, oh, 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 oh. I hope, I hope, yeah, okay. I don't want something hard Vita, to me, my face. I, <laughs> yes. Vita, I want you to picture for a minute 
a racehorse in front of the gate, and the gun hasn't gone off yet, but he knows he's supposed to go run that race. And so the horse starts getting antsy and starts prancing and starts, you know, because that horse yeah. wants to get out that gate and to go. And you are like that yeah. horse, ready to go in a new place. And mm-hmm. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, it's not going to happen until t- 2021. Yeah. And I don't think okay. it's going to happen until March. And I think as long oh, as you stand oh. there prancing and getting nervous about when's that gate going to go and that shot's right. going to go off, then you're missing the opportunities that are sitting in front of you to enjoy where you're at right. until right. March of 2021. Right. I agree with okay. that. I agree with mm-hmm. that wholeheartedly. Yeah, but the thing that's going to be awkward is I'm going to be staying with a friend. Right, and so sharing a small space, you know. It's only awkward if you make it awkward. If you show up with flowers periodically, you treat her for dinner once a week, if you make it gracious, she'll be glad you're there. And then one other thing I want to say in what you were saying, you said, I cannot. And and I thought, cannot really means choose not. When you say, I can't. You cannot. You're putting the power outside of you instead of claiming the power is really yours, that you are a sovereign being. So cannot really means I'm choosing not, but I'd rather blame it on something outside of me than flatly taking responsibility for it that I'm choosing not. Okay. And it's I keep seeing this horse at this gate and you are so ready to go forward and it's just not time yet. So that gate's not going to open. It's not time. Okay? Okay. (laughs) Affirm affirm that this is going to work out. This will work out. I am resilient. I am clear. It's got to work out. It's got to work out, and I'm doing it in the most challenging time in the winter and the snow. Don't worry about that. See, see, you're already putting negatives in there. Don't don't go there. No, no, no. I'm just making myself aware. I I am going ahead and doing whatever I can, regardless, you know, that's Mm -hmm. how I am, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, I'm just letting, you know, you know the challenges that I'm going to be dealing with. So, yeah, so you see, so, Sharon, you guys see 21, right? It's 2021, and I just want to let you know, in my background, I've been homeless for more than a year, four different times in my life, once because of stupidity and three times because of others. But I just Uh look at uh the choices I make. Okay, and I mean, the fourth time was like, oh, my God, how did I do this to me? Okay, the other Um, time, conscious choices, because I couldn't afford to put my kids in their private schools and in college and me also pay a a roof over my head. It just I didn't have. Right. No. So conscious, conscious choices. Okay, and each time was for over a year. But I don't I didn't say, oh, I can't do this. I'd say, okay, I'm going to feng shui my car, and I've done this time. I figured out where to shower, where to whatnot. Nobody ever really realized, other than a handful of people, that I was ever homeless. Okay? And so at least you have a roof over your head. You're not freezing in a car hoping that you don't freeze to death with the weather. I mean, that that you're not far enough away from a bathroom that you have to make sure you're going to be able to do something to make amends there, you know, I mean, I'm looking at, yes, it's an inconvenience. It's a small space, but you're not in your car. 
Okay. okay. So, so, yeah, I, mean, I look at it a little differently because of my own choices. I mean, I did it to myself. I take total responsibility, you know. Right. Um, yeah. And so, you know, you give gratitude and you give thanks for where you are and that you have oh, a place right. to be until the absolute appropriate time for you to find the very place that's not even going to come available until the end of February for where uh, your soul and God have agreed that would be best for you next. So right. chomping at the bit yeah. prior to the end of February isn't going to get you where you're supposed to go. Right. And you just, and you just yeah, affirm. I want Thank to you, God. That that makes my, yeah. yeah. And, okay, and great. I'm sorry to do this, guys, but guess what? It's that time at the end. And I just want to say thank you for calling in, everybody that called in. If you didn't get all the way through, I will give your information. I checked to make sure I had it. Um, I will give it to Rena so she can get in contact with you. And next week we have Linda Sherman. I've had her on once a year, fabulous astrologer, to tell us what 2021 is going to be about so that hopefully we have something to look forward to. So next week is our great astrologer, Linda Sherman. You've probably heard her many times on Coast to Coast. And my dear friend, anyway, she's coming back on for us next week. And Rena, I want to thank you so much for joining us. And thank everybody, you so much. this is Sharon Lynn Wyatt signing off. Have a wonderful week.